to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Join America's leading relationship expert, top holistic life coach, and best-selling author, Dr. D. Yvonne Young, along with a diverse team of regular commentators, experts, and celebrity guests. Be entertained while being informed on the issues that affect you most. Don't miss it. Dr. D. Yvonne Young, providing you the tools you need to start living a profoundly extraordinary life. Good evening, America. Today is October the 26th, 2014. You know, today's program is, um, to say the least, it's it, it's going to be a kind of, I'll say this. You know how there are times when you have to take some medicine? And the medicine may be good, may not be good, but at the end of the day, had you not taken it, you would have sure been a whole lot worse well, that that's the case here. Now, here's the good part of this. Depending on how bad or how deep some of your issues are hitting you right about now, you might enjoy the hell out of this show because you you need help. We all need help. I can tell you personally, over the last few, God, what is it, the last few weeks, months, I have had a plethora of things happen to me that have Call me to call everybody from, uh, you name it. <laughs> I'll just say it this way, from T. Jakes all the way almost to Barack Obama. If there is somebody that I haven't either looked at as a role model, called upon, sought their help, sought their counsel, uh, I would be lying to you. I mean, I really the heck would be lying to you. There are so many things in life that just prior to us reaching our potential, just prior to us having success and uh, summiting, uh, is that that the right way to say that, summiting the mountain, you know, going to the top of the mountain, God will, for lack of a better terminology, put us through what seems like the worst of junk. And when I say the worst, God brings a whole new meaning to that definition. I know for me, this is, you've been hearing me um, all summer long, you guys, that the millions of you that follow this program have heard me talk about the deal with my website and uh, the company attempting to basically steal my, my brand name and put it out. So then after these guys do that, all of a sudden I have, in 10 years of practice, never had a complaint. Someone, I think, which I pretty much know it, those same people, they send me a thing asking me would I like reputation management by them. And I'm like, why the hell all of a sudden I'm firing you guys from doing search engine optimization and all the other stuff I had you doing? Why reputation management? Well, guess what? I'm Me, my publicist, my management, is, we're looking around, and I have a team that works with me that peruses the Internet and looks to see if anything is out there that we can maximize on and leverage or what have you. Long story short, we find something called rip-off report. Now, let me tell you guys, if you've seen it, anybody that knows my practice knows I've never do any of this kind of stuff. But basically what this company does is they extort people for money. Your name shows up on their site, and then they go and send you an invitation to get it off for $10,000. And if you don't pay them this money like within 10 days, 
they put this junk on the internet, and it and it's all bull crap. So I hired two reputation management firms, one in London, one in the states, and we tried to find the president of this company. The guy is on the run; he's a criminal, what have you. But at the end of the day, people that aren't going to do the due diligence to look and see what the hell that is about, they will believe it. So, like most people, I'm sitting up there going, God. You just booked me. I'm like I'm doing my second episode of the hit television show Fail Attraction. I signed with this publicist, Pam Panak, who represents, you know, she's represented everybody from Eddie Murphy to God knows who, you know, and life as well. I'm, I, I hosted Celebrity Fest with Tony Terry in Atlanta. I was a special guest co host for that. And life is good. I mean, life is great. All of a sudden, I see this. So I'm like, God, what are you doing? I mean, I, I don't, I don't bother anybody. I don't go anywhere. I go, I go and lecture. I help save families, and that's what I do. Well, long story short, like many of you, I sat there, dear one, and I do mean to tell you, uh, not sleeping well, about to cry, a river of freaking tears, and all this kind of stuff. And and I prayed, and and I was like, God, would you do me a favor? Show me. What in the hell is going on around me? What is, what's up with this? Well, as you would know, you know, there is a, there's a reason behind anything God does in your life. I want you to know this. I want you to rest assured that whenever uh, things seem to be discombobulated, when things seem to go Exactly the doggone opposite uh, of from how you would even imagine them to go. It's not the devil. As a matter of fact, you know that's the first thing that we want to do is blame Satan. We want to go and get the, you know get old boys uh, plastic pitchfork out and and uh, and say, well, you know what, the enemy has attacked me. Now let me tell you something else, people. Before I start getting some calls and uh, the phone lines light up. <laughs> Satan definitely exists. I did not attribute things to quote unquote Satan until maybe this summer. After dealing with some of these things and situations that I've dealt with in recent years, I have to admit now I am a big believer that evil is definitely out there. I'm a big believer. And, and you're, if for me to tell you evil is out there, that's like the devil telling you, hey, folks. Get an air conditioner, it's going to be hot this summer. Because the truth is, I am the last person to start uh, blaming other people and blaming the world for what happens, especially in my life. I know that I want to take credit for everything that I do right. So, with that being said, shouldn't I likewise be man enough to take credit for anything I've done wrong? Of course. However, there are circumstances that for the life of me, all of us, you, me, your cousin, stuff just happens. You know the other way it said S ending in the T happens? It does, but there are times when it is so obvious that these things cannot be happenstance. You did nothing wrong. You haven't bothered anybody, but you look up and all of a sudden you find your life in this state where you feel in some kind of way. Well, we're going to talk about that in detail tonight. I'm going to talk to you about some things you really want to pay attention to. One, how to tell when is God teaching you a lesson versus when is it that the enemy 
or when is it that you have screwed up? We're, we're going to get that line drawn in the sand really quick. The other thing is uh, I'm going to have someone from the Mayweather camp join me. Yes, that famous family, the Mayweather family, uh, to talk about something that's happening in Houston, Texas, and they'll be uh, on air with us just quite soon. But before they join in, here's what I want to first talk to you about. I want you to remember to put on your pink this month. This month is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and um, just prior to getting into the show, you know, a lot of the problems that we deal with on a daily basis, some of us, uh, these problems aren't a joke, you know, like on the job, hell, you're about to get evicted. For others, you lost a job, and you're thinking, I love my job. It's the end of the world. No, it ain't, child. That's God giving you a blessing and something new happening. Uh, others, you finally got rid of that uh, man or that trash, ratchet woman that was in your life, and you're feeling some kind of way because your little button got horny tonight, or you're just lonely. You don't have anybody to talk to. The dog is looking at you like, please, I do not feel like walking again. Would you leave me the hell alone? The cat is going, here, scratch my pole. You scratch the damn pole. I'm tired. Well, there, it can be worse. And meaning that it can be worse, you could have what my mother died from, what my son died from at nine years old, or what uh, my father died from, and that's the big C. And, uh, you know, and I'm not talking about a Capricorn in your life getting on your nerves. I am talking about cancer. And with that said, I'm bringing on right now a dear friend, Ms. Suzette uh, Mayweather, and that's from Mayweather Entertainment, and she should be on now. How are you doing, beautiful? Hey there. Excellent. Thank you very much. I want to first uh, just kind of give you your props. You come from a family that of champions. Uh, you have a famous relative, I think, that is uh, known for knocking folks out, don't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, what's his so. name? I'm sure nobody's heard of him. What's his name? Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people haven't. So let me put him out there. It's uh, Floyd Mayweather. Oh, so I'll be yeah, the one to I, promote him. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you know, I, I would have said it, but, you know, I just figured I'd give you the honors. No, I, first I just want to tell you that I have um, had the pleasure of watching God use you uh, to bring smiles to so many faces. I've, I've uh, even been fortunate enough to be on the stage for to be an MC at a couple of your events and you're doing something really special in Houston, Texas. So if you guys are like looking, I know this show is a global program, but if you are in the States or you plan to be in the States um, or you're especially if you're here in Houston, this next Sunday night, you're doing something that um, that needs to be done, and that's bringing attention to probably what, what this show is about, suffering. And this okay. is not the kind of suffering where you're suffering because you're mad because they didn't put no cheese on your sandwich or suffering because somebody that was in your life isn't there anymore. Tell us what you're doing, uh, Suzette, this coming Sunday. Sure. Okay, so what we're doing, we're doing, we're having a party. It's it's it's, it's a party, and um, it's to celebrate champions that are fighting cancer. And uh, we actually, me and my sister, sat down because we're business partners, and we we started writing out a treatment 
earlier this year to put this organization together, and the name of the organization is One Less Stress, and it's incorporated. Mm -hmm. And the reason why we did it is because we know firsthand the face of cancer. My mother is terminal right now with with breast cancer. We were told uh, last week that they are giving her four to six weeks. But she is truly a fighter. And then my dad, my dad's dealing with prostate cancer. And so we know the face. And so what me and my sister decided to do, because we've traveled to different cancer treatment centers with my mother over the last year, and we've had the opportunity to actually sit and talk with the champion fighting this battle. And one of the concerns that they have is not just the cancer itself, but the essentials and the necessities of their daily lives, their rent, their mortgage, their utilities, you know, not knowing what's going to happen with them in terms of working and then still having these necessities. And so what me and my sister decided to do is start this organization and partner with some of our dear friends who also know the face of cancer to, uh, you know, party with a purpose, to bring uh, people together with the same heart to raise funds, to be able to assist uh, cancer patients with their necessities and with the essential needs of life, such as their rent, their mortgage. Because the research is out there. We have a lot of organizations that are really involved in the research, and that's a blessing. But what what we want to do with One Less Stress is definitely relieve them of at least one stress. And that would be to, uh, you know, accommodate them by by, uh, being able to pay for some of the things that they need, medical expenses, co-pays. Cancer is expensive. expensive. We're talking about tonight why God allows you to suffer. And I know I'm getting ready to ask a question that I can just hear somebody, uh, you know, probably one of my friends down in the island. Have you launched it down mine, man? But but I've got to ask you this question. I know when my father, was um, on his deathbed with prostate cancer. Um, I had to do everything from help him urinate. I mean, literally, you know, hold his penis and help him urinate because he couldn't. I also had to, um, with my mother, I had to change her diapers, you know, and all of these things. I I saw a lot. And I'm an only child, so you could imagine I thought it was bad enough 20 years before dad dying, or right after dad dying, I'm sorry, to lose my nine-year-old son to leukemia. I thought that was just like, God, what the, What did we do? But when I did that, went through that with my parents, there was some bittersweet moments in there where, one, I remember thinking I was so grateful to be able to change my mother's diaper. I remember being grateful to cook her meals and cut up her food. Um, I was grateful when my father died to carry his body out the house in my arms. These situations, though they suck like heck, and I do mean child, they sucked with a capital S, um, they had a resonating significance that deposited something in me that's helped me to deal with, you know, like Bishop Jake said, you know you're successful when people start lying on you and talking about you. So what would you say, Suzette, to the people that um, that are going through what you're going through right now, what, what introspective 
thought uh, awareness, could you put a highlighter on to help them see the power of God in this moment? You know, for for us, I can say that it has definitely been a growing process. Um, my mother has always been the foundation, the foundation of this family. And so we have depended on her for everything, you know. And uh, I, I, my mom and my, my dad divorced when we were very young. And so anytime there was a need or a want, my mom would all, we would always go to my mother. And my mom would always say, why you never call your dad? Why you never call your dad? But what I learned through that is that in this time right now, I know how to call my father. And when I say father, I mean my heavenly father. Mm-hmm. So in this situation, it has caused us to grow. It has called us to be more independent. It has called us to rely more on God for his understanding, for his direction. And it has definitely, we've always had a heart for people, but it that that tends to just grow even more. You know, your heart for people and the things that they go through daily. And then you begin to realize that what you complain about or what I complain about is not anything compared to what what cancer patients are going through daily. You know, I sat in MD Anderson with my mother one day, and as, in, as I looked around, I said to myself, in my observation, even on my worst day, I have absolutely nothing to, to complain about. So it has eliminated yeah. complaints. You know, um, it just it, it, it helps you to grow. And, and I think about also, you know, my parents raising us, but there's going to always come that day when it's going to be reversed. They took care of mm-hmm. us, and so now it's our time to take care of them. So I get a pleasure out of having to and being able to, at this point in my life, with what my mom's going through, to be able to take care of her. Because it's work. But then I think about, for her, it was work with us. So it's just reversed, uh-huh. and everyone's going to have to go through in some form of taking care of their parents, one way or the other. They took care of us, and the day's going to come when you have to take care of them. And I'm just grateful that we're in a position where we're able to do that. You know, I so, just, I'm listening to you. And, and I, I just want to paint a picture, America, and I also want to send a special shout-out um, to some of my listeners, especially those in Africa. I'm definitely getting a lot of um, emails from you guys, and I want you to know that we here are praying for you. As a friend of mine is the consulate of Liberia, and I, it boldly is no joke. So while we're talking about this subject, um, I just want to bring an awareness that there are people all around the world dealing with a lot. So if if, if at this very moment you're sitting in your living room and your problems are somebody talking about you, your problems are you pissed off at somebody, your problems are you worried about paying a bill, child, that ain't nothing compared to cancer and exactly. Ebola and, and all this other stuff. But so that the thing that is just slapping me so hard. I get a. I'm looking at an. E, I'm looking at Facebook, and I see you. I think with Tisha Campbell uh, mm-hmm. uh, this week. I know you were out in L.A. 
I know right. a couple of weeks ago, God, you're out with everybody, but uh, you know, it, it's you're red carpeting, you're doing, uh, you know, these gospel awards and all of this stuff. Could you explain to people because I think some of us just don't get it that you cannot have enough money to make you escape life? Oh my God, no, no, not at all. You really can't. There is no way, and you know, I prime example. Uh, Floyd is the absolute wealthiest athlete. There is no higher paid athlete than him. But mm-hmm. at the end, you mean Floyd Mayweather? You're relevant. Floyd Mayweather, right? exactly. Mm-hmm. But when I think about of how many dollars he has, at the end of the day, it can't buy. It, it cannot buy health. Money don't buy health. FC jobs. Mm-hmm. Money don't buy health. Faith. Prayer buys health. So, you know, it looks glamorous, but at the end of the day, you have to have a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the way I look at it. Yeah, I know I know a lot of people, get to hang around a lot of people. As a matter of fact, next Saturday, uh, Sunday rather, when we have our event, our Kelly is coming in. He's coming in uh, to support us, and he's coming mm-hmm. in because he knows the face of cancer. He lost his mother to it, you know, so he knows mm-hmm. our heart. He has mm-hmm. a like, like-minded heart, you know, for this situation. But, you know, I, I, I just say regardless of who you know, what your status is, how much money you have, it matters not if you do not have a relationship with God. You know, That's you're all I can really that- say about that. Uh, well, I, while while we're there, I want to I want to because uh, I, I, this was supposed to be a quick interview. I'm hoping you can give me about three or four more minutes uh, sure. before I resume the program. But uh, just talking to you, I know this isn't an accident. Uh, whether you guys know it or not, this woman is so busy, and for her to take time out of her schedule to uh, spend time with you, my audience, I'm grateful, A, for both of you. I'm grateful for the millions of you that are tuned into this program right now. I'm also very grateful for my dear friend to, for taking time out of her schedule to be on this program. But the, the question that uh, comes to mind, because I want to I do some teaching, and especially I have a lot of, I had no clue that we have so many people in Eastern Europe and in Germany and Kazakhstan and even in Turkey, Kuwait, that listen to this program. And I, and I want you guys to know I love you. I get your emails. But I want to uh, just kind of level a playing field. We look at Floyd Mayweather, and we look at the fact – I remember somebody was bragging about Floyd keeps $100 million typically or a little over, a little less in his checking account. I'm not asking you to tell Floyd's business right now. That's not what I'm doing. But what I am asking you is could you make uh, a site a time when you saw this other champion, because I think you're probably as big of a champion as Floyd, at least in my book, but when you saw that champion be vulnerable to life, could you describe what that looked like to see a man with hundreds, with millions, over a hundred, almost half a billion dollars in, in net worth, and he still couldn't escape a human moment. Could you give us an example of that? Because somebody needs to learn something from that tonight. Well, one thing about it, xing out the dollar signs, Floyd definitely has a heart. He has a heart for family. He absolutely loves his family. 
um, his mother, his sisters, you know, he absolutely loves and adores his children. So, I mean, he, he, he has a soft spot, and he cares about people, and he gives a lot. And a lot of that is not always mentioned in the media because you're going to always get the negative. But there's mm-hmm. a lot of positive, a lot of positive to him. And he gives and gives and gives, and he never makes mention of it. He never wants it announced. He just has a heart for the people. So, you know, I don't, I don't really – he really has a soft spot for his family and cares about people. That, that's really all I can say. You know, outside of the ring, he's a totally different person. What you see in the media, that's entertainment. Mm-hmm. But outside of that ring and behind closed doors, it's all about family and friends. Okay. Well, the next thing I want to do first, Suzanne, I want to thank you for allowing me uh, to be a part of what's happening on Sunday, uh, just in a small way, just being able to do whatever, MC, say hi, introduce somebody. I'm just grateful to be part of such a beautiful moment and share it with you. But before we go and get back to regular programming, could you give people contact information on how to come see R. Kelly, where is the venue, how can they get tickets, phone oh. numbers? Would you please give that information right now? Sure. Okay. It's in Houston, and it's at Grooves of Houston. And the phone number that you can call is 832 832- Three five two two one one eight. That's eight three two three five two two one one eight. And uh, to make a donation, uh, one less stress dot brown paper ticket dot com. Repeat that one, one more stress. time. Sure, one less stress dot brown paper ticket dot com. Okay. And that's at Grooves in Houston, Texas. Yes. Okay. Suzette Mayweather, I I love you, and I love your sister, and I thank you so much for taking a moment. What we're going to do is take a brief break, and we will be coming right back because I I want you guys to realize that tonight is a – this is a big deal. We are going to do some things that uh, typically we don't do, and that's deal with you in depression. Now, before we leave, uh, I'm going to play something by Brian Courtney Wilson. The minute that song is over, we'll be right back. Have your pen and paper handy. You're listening to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. We'll be right back.
If you've ever felt like God has turned your face away Here's a reminder He still cares Even when you're going through, God will never, He'll never leave you. He'll never leave you. He still cares. He still cares for you. You. He still cares. He still cares for you. He wants to meet you right where you are. If I can, I'll explain. No matter who you are. No matter what you've been going through. God is not Let him prove it again. He cares. He cares for you. Yes, he does. He said he will never. He'll never leave you all. He'll never leave you or forsake you. Oh, no. You know, the reason that I played that tonight is if you're listening to this show, it's not an accident that you are tuned in right now. And as a matter of fact, there are reasons why we go through the things that we go through. You know, there, there are times that people say, well, if, if, if I'm doing so good, why is God allowing me to experience something so bad? And there, there's a time when we have to ask ourselves, you know, why would and why does God allow suffering? I mean, you know that, there are three things I, I remember the old folks saying when I was growing up. They were saying, you are either leaving a storm in the middle of a storm or you're headed into one. It's an undeniable fact, and it's a fact of life, that in all lives you will find sickness, sorrow, and suffering. I don't care if you are black, white, Republican, Democrat, I don't care if you live at the North Pole in the middle of the Sahara Desert. And sometime, at some point in your life, you will suffer. Now, here's the thing. There are many assumptions about suffering. One, one that has always kind of like tripped me out, and now I'm living it. <laughs> well, I'm not really living it because I'm, I'm making something way bigger than what it is. In a few weeks, you know, I, that's not going to be an issue. But the truth of it is, is that when you're going through whatever it is you're going through at the moment, and maybe not to anyone else but to you, it is a calamity. It is chaos. It is anything but user-friendly. And we have to ask ourselves, you know, why would God do this to me? And, and, and I'm going to tell you something. You can quote all the scriptures you want through saying, God only chases those who he loves. 
And, you know, if we will suffer with him, we will reign with him. Okay, fine. That ain't helping people when you're going through hell. As a matter of fact, you may get at at least, maybe it's just me. Don't come to me quoting scriptures and stuff when I'm suffering. Being honest, I might help you meet Jesus personally. And you know what I mean. You know, like speed up your process of getting out of this world that we're in. But the truth is, there are valuable lessons that only suffering can teach us. And that's what I want to talk about. You know, for me, I have had some of the worst crap happen in life. You know, the reason why, you know, a lot of you guys, and, and I love you so much for writing me these really cool letters and saying, Dr. D, thanks for keeping it real. Look, I'm like Nene Leakes, hell to the no, I'm not not like Nene Leakes, but we have this in common. I'm just going to be me. Flaws and all, you either love me or you hate me. If you love me, cool, I love you back. If you don't, oh, well, deuces. But the truth be told, people do not respect, honor, and love you predicated on how you have it going on. As a matter of fact, it's much to the contrary. What people revere and remember and respect about you isn't how you handle success. Not saying that you don't have to know how to handle it, because if you don't, you won't keep it long. But what people love about you, what you don't realize that uh, sometimes even your suffering isn't even about you. I really believe that God, and I'm, you guys know I am not Bible boy Billy. Do I love the Lord? Yes. Am I a prayerful guy? Totally. Do I meditate every day? Yes. Being honest, though, just being totally honest, I'd be mad as hell at God for some of the stuff he puts me through. I Just a couple of weeks ago, I am not going to lie. Had I been able to put my hands on the people that did this crap with my website, I would have turned that man purple. I mean, you know you know the kind of purple, like when you ain't getting no ads, you got that vein popping out in your forehead purple? Yes, I would have choked his – anyway. But the point I'm making is, just like you, I do not like being persecuted. Just like you, I don't like being lied on, talked about – I even had a client, you know, what, what I'm going to tell you, today I was meeting with some clients of mine, and it took everything in my power to hold back a tear because, you know, I was talking to them, and, and there have been some very beautiful group of people. I love them dearly. And, um, and I was sharing how God prepares you for success. And I was talking about a conversation uh, you know, between uh, Bishop Jakes and a group of men. And, and when in this conversation, one of the things that was alluded to is that you have not made it until you have some haters show up on the scene, until, the, until someone writes, says, or broadcasts something about you. You are not successful. You only become talked about because God only steers moving vehicles. So when you are moving, that is when you are going to find the enemy, be it Satan, be it your, your haters, be it your mama, them, your cousin, Amy, them folk, whoever them folk are, they aren't going to rise to the occasion till you've risen to your occasion. And while I was talking to these dear people, the gentleman said, you know what, Doc? I read that thing that they put on the Internet about you, and it made me mad. 
And I was so, that man did not know when he said that how bad I needed to hear somebody tell me that. And I'm saying this to tell you right now. God knows how bad you need to hear what's being said to you right now. You know, Suzette Mayweather, if you could meet this woman, she is a beautiful person inside and out. So is her sister. These people don't really need anything. And I'm not saying that they could pick up and call Floyd like he's an ATM. These women are successful in their own right. You know, but one thing I have learned about successful people that God has his hands on, everything that happens to you is working for your good. Every situation that is meant to curse you is going to be the exact same thing that God is going to use to bless you. Now, you ask, Doc, what the hell does that have to do with this? Just keep listening, child. I'm getting ready to tell you. Just like when I sat at that table with that beautiful family today, and that man said, I knew that was a bunch of crap, and I proceeded to pull out and show where they see that this man that owns his ripoff report is a criminal. He extorts people, blah, blah, blah. The Arizona attorney general is after him and all this kind of junk. And I, I walked to my car. With a lump in my throat and a tear in my eye, I'm just keeping it real with y'all. And I said, Lord, thank you for letting me know that no matter how someone else tries to make me look, you will always be the filter of light that forces people to see me for who you've made me to be, not what I've become, not who people say I am, but they have no choice but to see what you're doing within and through me. Now, I'm telling you that for this reason. Many of you right now, you made a mistake. You went and did some nasty, your draws end up hitting the flow. You got your freak on with somebody other than that you shouldn't have. Some of you, you know, got your butt caught in a lie. Some of you, you know, you may have lost somebody's money like in Raisin in the Sun. You big mama then gave you her money she'd saved up in her napkin or her jar, and you went and got swindled out of the money, or you went and started a business. Now you're about to close the doors, and you or you worked on a job 20-something years, these folks, and went and done something and and you feel like your life is over, hold up, wait a minute. That is a lie from the pit of hell. If anything, the situation that you are in right now is evidence that God is ordering your steps. And again, I am not being religious, people. So for some of y'all going, I'll preach, Dr. Young. Sit your butt down. I'm not preaching. I'm teaching. The truth is, There is a reason why God allowed you to go through this refiner's fire. Here's, and I'm going to give you some of these reasons. Here's number eight. I know that woman is spinning in her grave. If y'all could see this little mothball-smelling woman, I guess now she smells like embalming fluid. She's been dead for years. But anyway, the, the point I'm making is God has put you through your situation so that the best part of you can come out while the worst part of you is sloughed off uh, like almost like a snake shedding his skin. Say that real fast. Snake shedding his skin. Snake shed. Never mind. My producers, it's so funny. I'm doing this stuff and I'm looking at my producers and they're like, Dr. Young, would you just stick with the story? Look, it ain't that crucial, boo. It is that crucial. 
the truth of it is, these things that you're going through, they're bringing out things in you that never would have come out of you had you not been through this. I'm going to use me for the example. My favorite phrase to people uh, for the last four years when somebody says, well, who are you? And I'm like, you know how it is when you've kind of been on TV once, one and a half times and you've been interviewed and you got a few thousand people that's your fans and all that. I would always say Google me. But, see, God used this little situation for me to – you don't hear me saying Google me now. Now, and, and, and why? You know, because I talked to my mentor and they like, you got over a hundred and some wonderful things. You don't let one lie make you gun shy. One lie is going to shut that down two lies. He said, come on, D, and I'm telling you, child, don't let nobody shut you down. If anything, stand up and be more of you than you have ever been. Right now, look at people and say, yes, I made a mistake, but the mistake isn't going to define me, and it sure the hell isn't going to make me. You can look at people and say, yes, I lost some money. I, I lost a job. I may have lost my husband or my wife. Hell, wasn't you looking for a man or a woman when you met them? Okay, I guess that was a bad example. You probably weren't. But you were looking for a job when you lost a job. You were trying to make some money when you lost the money. And I promise you, God let you go through that lesson because he was getting, he was teaching you, number one, it ain't about you. Number two, somewhere along the way, your behind thought it was you that was in charge of in large, and you thought it was you that had it going zone, and you thought it was you that was doing that which you do. But the truth be told, you are nothing more than a walking manifestation of the potential that God put in you. I'm going to say that again. You are nothing more than the walking manifestation of the potential that is housed inside of you. You've been trying to take credit, which is such and such itself, about how smart you are and how organized you are. Well, you ain't organized enough to get out this mess, are you? And some of you are so big. I'm going to tell you something. I, I know if my friend is listening, she's going to say, Ooh, I'm so glad you didn't mention my name because she killed me. But the truth of it is, my friend told me, she said, you know, I, I had to go to the doctor. And she went because she thought it was a lump in her breast. And she was depressed and scared as hell, and they did it, and thank God she did not have one. And she said that was the best thing that happened to her in the last 10 years because she says now every day she gets up being grateful just to get up and go about her daily life. How many times have you lost sight of the fact that you have people that love you and you take them for granted? How many times have you lost sight of the fact that you ain't running nothing? You're not. I don't care how much. You know, you just heard Miss Mayweather say, you know what, Floyd's joy is not in all in Benjamin. Now, I ain't going to lie. Floyd, if you need me to help you realize that and you listening to this show, baby boy, look, I'll take some of that off your hands. I don't want you to be bothered with the stress of having all that money when I can share in your burden. Anyway, but the truth of it is, look at what he's doing. God didn't give Floyd Mayweather hundreds of millions of dollars for him to run around and be large and in charge. 
he's helping people. He's helping people with homes and education and medical bills and giving people a new lease on life. Just for, And see, that's what God's trying to do with you. You're thinking that that man or uh, almost man you had was supposed to be with you forever. That fool was with you for the season. He was supposed to be with you. That's why God ushered him out your life. Now, why you keep trying to give him some and bring him back, that's your dumb butt. And, yes, I don't know who that's for, but if it's for you, like I say, if I throw a rock into a pack of dogs, the dog that it hits will holler. It hits you, didn't it? Now, the other side is some of you have forgotten how to treat people. So you look up at it, but you got so high on the hog, you start looking down at you, at the very people that made you. You did a Clarence Thomas. All of a sudden, your mama and them wasn't good enough because you are Dr. Son, so you got your MBA. And, and for others, you ain't got no damn MBA. You got your GED and a job, and now you tripping. Look at Ray Ray, Pookie, whatever your name is. Before you were able to get your CDL, which you barely got, before you got your CNA, before you got your uh, your little license to do hair, your broke butt was running around getting press ham sandwiches and using your EBT card. Now, all of a sudden, you got a little clientele and making money, and God had to kind of just jack your little life up so you could remember these people that made you. And for others, yes, I'm coming your way, boo. Just sit still. I'm headed your way. You've done something stupid. You put a color, a rinse in your hair, and your damn hair fell out. Okay, maybe it wasn't your hair. We fell out, and what was left of your hair fell out, right? You're a man. You've been talking all this noise, and that woman finally got sick of your stuff and told you, you know what, you can keep the dog and you can keep the house. I'm out. Now you're sitting up in the house eating them damn Marie Collins' dinners looking stupid. See, you can't keep taking people for granted, and only through tribulation would you come to these realizations. Now, there's some of you that didn't do a damn thing to anybody. You are just sitting going through hell. You didn't do nothing. It's kind of like me with this thing. I haven't gone and told nobody's nothing. I haven't done anything. But, you know, somebody said, well, you give me $10,000, I'll take this down. I'll say, you can kiss me. Never mind. You already know what I told them. It was not polite. Okay, yeah, doc, doctor, you know Dr. Young is crazy. Y'all pray for me. I need Jesus and Allah and Buddha and everybody else. But the truth is, I'm not going to let you extort me. Now, at the end of the day, what have I learned? So I'm going to share what I learned, and hopefully you learn some similar. I've learned to appreciate people like that family I sat with today, people that just look at me and say, you know what, I believe in you. You don't know. I, I was this guy that I'm so busy flying first class and hanging out with Tony Terry and, and doing my thing and going to these concerts and, you know, kicking it with Alicia Keys and, having George Clinton on my radio show. I'm, I was so busy doing all of that. But see, now, you know what, I don't need all of that. Not Nothing against George Clinton. You know, I love him. That, that's my boy. You know, I love him. 
you know, I, I love all of my friends. I love Tony Terry. I, I love Babyface. I love Bob McDaniel. All my boys, I love, you know, these are good folks. But at the end of the day, I have to also stop and remember the people that I love the most, the people just like you. Some of you I have never met, but every week you're tuned into this show. You're tuned in on Wednesdays and you're tuned in on Sundays. You bought my books. You referred your friends and family members to me. I'm reminded how I take so for granted people who I never have met. I remember I told you guys about a, maybe a month ago, I said, I need you all to pray for me. And I'm going to go ahead and give my little confession. And what you guys didn't know, I was dealing with the website thing. That created a lot of crap and confusion for me. Ended up having a business deal where I just told somebody, you know what, I don't want to do this deal. Let me just give you the money back. And at that time, it was money I didn't have, you know, still don't have as much of it as I need to have. And y'all prayed for me. And I got 500 emails on Facebook and, and other ways and text messages from you saying, Dr. Young, we love you. And I want you to know I'm standing in agreement with you. And I just, I'm looking at this, and some of you all I've gotten to know via social media. Others I still don't know. And I'm thinking, here's all these people. Not one of you have I loaned $1 to. Not one of you have I hooked up with a ticket or a favor. But you're taking your time to pray for this little old peanut head crazy man that you just read some content from or listen to or watch on TV. And it taught me, you got, and I'm going to quote, quote scripture on this one, you know, I'm, I'm like your boy Elijah running from the, the little uh, twerk queen Jezebel. You know, I'm, I'm running, going up the mountain, and God has me like, chill out, dude. Now look, and he showed me you all being my angels. He said, look and see, behold. Those who are more mighty and greater in number, who are for us, than are against us. And I'm talking about you. So just like you're listening to me right now tell you this, there are people right now loving on you and praying for you and counting on you that have your back that aren't going to let you fail. There are people right now you haven't even met yet that are going to have a tender heart for you. I'm telling you right now, when I was going through that and asking you guys to pray for me, what you guys don't know, God was putting people in my path that I didn't even know that said, let, you know what, let, let me help you out. What do you need? And, and I said, well, you know what, I ain't got no, you know, I'm fighting bears. I ain't fighting uh, rats. I got big needs. They said, well, I got, I got big help. What do you need? And I said, you know what, I don't want nothing from you because I can't pay you back. You know, I don't want no more debt. I ain't trying to do that. And they said, you ain't got to get his back. What do you need? See, that's how big your angels are. That's how big the Holy Spirit is. That's how much God has, you know, it says whatever he's blessed cannot be cursed. So even though you run around cursing and damn it, hell, and a few other words, you can't be cursed. You may be cursing all that you need. Is being supplied for you, but how can you see that if you won't stop tripping long enough to call it down? 
I wrote a post on uh, Facebook this last week. And if you guys don't mind, uh, would you guys pull that up for me and, and put it on screen? Yeah, bear with me. I got, uh, you know, I, I've got some people with me. They old as hell, too. They slow. Okay, here we go. Um, I'm going to indulge you and read this post that I wrote on Facebook. And if you do, if you follow me, just go to D. Yvonne Young uh, on Facebook. There's no doctor in front of it. And you're going to see this post uh, that I was inspired to write. And, I, and let me just be honest with you guys, if you, if you don't mind. I want you to know when I wrote this page, when I wrote this, I was really feeling some kind of way that day. I had this crazy dream, and you know my mother's dead. So I'm dreaming that I'm calling my mother's phone number, and someone's pretending to be her, and I knew it. And then I realized, you know what? Your mother's deceased. You know, this is a nightmare. It wasn't even really a nightmare. It was just weird. And at the end of it, I woke up that morning feeling so alone. But I found this. And, and at, on, for the cover of this, I wrote, Hardships often prepare ordinary people for an extraordinary destiny. Here's the post. A message from God to you. You may feel like it's you against the world, but that's a lie. You are not alone. Hardships prepare ordinary people to do extraordinary things. You see, God sees and he knows how you feel. It's so easy to be in the midst of a crowd or surrounded by friends and family and still feel as if nobody's there. This depressing feeling seems to amplify itself tenfold, especially when you feel that there's not one single person with whom you can truly connect or that really understands you, but you can take comfort in this one simple fact. All of that is an illusion. You are not alone. You're not by yourself. God made sure that from birth you've been assigned to very special helpers. Moreover, these two entities are ever-present. They are there to do one thing, and that's to comfort and protect you. These divine entities that I'm speaking of, people, is the Holy Spirit and your angels. And I know some of you going right now, Doctor, y'all don't believe in no angels, man. Come on, put that weed down, stop smoking. I told you to leave that alone, especially during my show. If you don't drink your wine, don't turn the box up. Just finish the glass and listen to the show. All right, I'm going to keep going. For some, and yes, I'm talking about you that are doubting, that probably sounds like a bunch of new age metaphysical baloney, but it's not. Deep down, you know that you are getting help. You know this is the truth. Now, here's your proof. Now, listen to this, all you doubters out there. You know those times when you get the goosebumps because something's going really right or is about to go horribly wrong, those times when you had this unshakable desire to do something, and later you realize that if you had not heeded that inclination, you'd be screwed, or when you're feeling some kind of way, somehow a little voice tells you it's going to be okay. See what? Those are angels communicating with your spirit. Now, here's the scientist in me. Here's Dr. D 
Dr. D talking, the Ph.D. talking. <laughs> Those goosebumps are the result of the energy that spiritual entities give off. And I'm going to tell you something. You may not believe in God, and he does not care whether you believe in him or not. He exists. And if somebody like me is telling you God exists, you really might want to pay attention to it. And that's confirmation that the Spirit, the Holy Spirit's presence is in your life and it's tangible and it's real. I mean, here's the second proof. Think of, if you've been doing what I told you, I told you over the last few weeks, write down and thank God in the present tense for things that haven't happened yet. You know, in the word it says, call those things that are not as though they are. So I told you, write down what, you know, like, thank you, God, for giving me some new hair. Okay, I hope you ain't praying for a new weave or some new drawers. Some of y'all need some new drawers now. I don't, I don't know why you're wearing this Swiss cheese. Never mind. But the point I'm making is if you look at your life and you see specific prayers that don't nobody know you prayed but you, God answered. Who in the hell you think did it? The Easter Bunny? The snowman, the genie from the movie The Secret. No, that was the Holy Spirit and your angels petitioning your request before your creator and getting it answered. It was not your good luck. And that may be why your butt right now is going through what you're going through because you still ain't giving credit where it's due. Now, I'm going to finish reading what I wrote. Take a moment and spend some time alone with both the Holy Spirit and your angels. Here's what you need to do. Sit in a quiet room alone. I'm serious about this, people. Write this down. If you're not writing it down, the show is archived, so right after we go off there, you can just listen to the archive at any given time. Sit in a quiet room alone. That means you can't have your man around. That means tell your noisy kids, go get somebody to watch them, just sit quietly in a room. And for some of you, that's hard. You know, that's another reason why some of you are going through some. God keeps trying to get your undivided attention, and you won't stop texting and talking to uh, tweaking them or whoever you're dealing with. But sit in a quiet room alone. Then close your eyes. Sit up in a comfortable position. And listen to this while you meditate. Now, if you go to my website, drdivonyoung.org, go to my Facebook page, you will find this post. And I put some medita- a link for some meditation music in it. So you don't have to go buy none. It's right there. Now, as you sit with your eyes closed in a comfortable position, listening to this, Allow your thoughts to come and allow them to go and focus only on your breathing. After a few minutes, you will feel those goosebumps I was talking about, accompanied by an unexplainable peace and a sense of transcendence. You know, let me pause right there and say this. The answers that God has for you aren't the answers you expect, okay? I'm going to repeat that. The answers that God has for you are not the answers you expect. And if you want to have manifestation take place in your life, 
Stop doing the same thing and expecting a different outcome. If you want the things you're looking at to change, change the way that you look at things. Now, the next one. Let's say that you just don't have enough discipline to sit your behind still and let God speak to your spirit. Okay, there's always a plan for all of y'all that are on that little bitty yellow bus. You know that little bus that used to pick you up right at your house in the morning, and you live right across the street from the school. They pick you up, drive across the street, and you get out. That little yellow short bus, right? All right. Do this. Tomorrow, or for my friends over in the Middle East right now, it's already 6 in the morning. Go take a walk by yourself. But before you start walking, I want you to do something. Ask the Holy Spirit and ask your angels to go with you. Just ask them, give me signs that you're present. I know that sounds crazy, but you're already crazy, so what have you got to lose? But anyway, just do that. And then as you walk, You may pray, you may not pray. If you don't pray, shut your mouth. And whatever you do, people, leave your cell phone in the car because this will not work if you're walking around twerking and stuff. Okay? Leave your cell phone. But I want you to walk quietly. And you're going to start noticing things. Maybe some kids are playing ball and The ball rolls right in front of you when you're walking. That's God reminding you to look at children and look at how they just enjoy the simple things in life, kicking a ball, shooting a ball, throwing a ball. Look at the birds. Feel the presence of the rays of the sun kissing your face. Feel the wind stroking your skin. If it ain't but one tree, look at that one tree and look at how perfect it is. Nobody went and stuck branches on it like a cheap Christmas tree. Look at the flowers. If you see somebody pushing a baby, look at how perfectly that baby is engaging, whatever. Laughing, learning to walk, just started running. The longer you walk, the more God is going to reveal his presence to you. Now, why am I harping all on all of this? Real simple. I'm getting ready because we're going to go a little over tonight. I'm, I love my producers. They're like, they they get so off into the show that they these people are forgetting they had, y'all had work. Y'all can listen to this later, okay? Jesus. Uh, pray, for, pray for all of us. We got the blind leading the blind over here, people. I'm going to give you some reasons why God is allowing you to go through what you're going through. And I just, I want you to think about this. The first reason is he wants you to be more like the avatar that you see as an example of divinity. For some of you, that will be Allah. For others, that will be Jesus. For others, that will be Buddha. You know, for some, it's not an entity, it's a way of life, like Zen, yoga, um, things of that nature. 
But at the end of the day, it's all God. Whatever you want to call it, God does not really care what name you put on him. And if you're stupid enough to think that he does, you and I need to have a long, long, long talk. (laughs) But anyway, God wants you to be like that avatar. He wants you to be like the spiritual representation of of him manifested in the presence of a mortal being like Jesus, like Muhammad, like Buddha. The other reason God lets you suffer is to let you know you ain't running none with your arrogant but He uses tribulation to get you back in alignment, to know that you aren't all that, and you're just like the rest of his creation. So while you smirk at judging everybody else, he's put you in a position to be judged by them. How does it feel, people, when you are being judged by others the way you judge them? And I'm talking about some of you are children judging your stepmom or your stepfather. Some of you are parents judging your children. Some of you are children judging your parents, you know. The other thing God allows suffering in your life for is to remove the idols out of your life. And and some of these idols, I mean, for some of you, an idol is a blunt or a bag of weed. For others, an idol is how you look. Yo, weed! You know what I'm saying? I sounded like Maxwell the Pig from Geico then, didn't I? Weed! That sounds too much like weed. That ought to tell you something wrong with the jacked up weed. It sounds like the Geico Pig. But, you know, and for some of you, you are just stuck on stupid. You, you're just mad. You're just walking around mad. No reason to be mad. You're just mad. The others... You're walking around. You cannot get your nosy butt out of other folks' business. Get you some business. You're trying to live in other people's houses. Another reason why God allows you to suffer is so that you can comfort others who are suffering. You look at Suzette Mayweather. You know, this woman, I did not know that now. This is a woman, every time I look up, this sister's at the Gospel Dove Awards and you know, at the Grammys and put all this stuff, and her parents are suffering. Her mother and her father, and she's trying to help somebody else. And maybe that's what God wants you to do is help other people. The other thing God allows you to suffer for is you don't have any faith in anything but you. And that, and how can you bless yourself? Please tell me. Because if you got that one, no, I don't want you blessing me because you being got mad and took the blessing back. But, you know, he's letting you know. And, and now another reason you suffer is to encourage other people while strengthening your own faith. That rock hit me dead in the head. I, I'm just going to skip over that. No, I'm going to repeat it. <laughs> to help you encourage other people while you strengthen your faith. Now, going into just these last few minutes, I want you to stop and think, and I want you to think hard. Why do you think you're going through what you're going through right now? And let's not blame nobody, even you. Let's take the blame of, okay, I went and got me some. I'm sorry. Okay, okay, you you a freak, and you went and acted like a freak. Let's take that off the table. Let's take that you can't stop drinking and smoking cigarettes and weed smelling like an ashtray. Let's take that off the table. Let's take that you are obsessed with money like a pig is obsessed with slop. Let's take that off the 
Let's take off the table that you worship your job like your job was a deity figure. Let's take that off the table. Let's take the fact that you just straight up tripping half the time off the table. I want you to ask yourself, why do you think God is allowing me to do this? I know I did that today. And I got to thinking, I've hired some people to work for me in India, England, uh, Turkey, that I would have never met. And these people, one guy, you know, he's up working his butt off trying to help me. This man put in 20 hours today. I've never met him. And I am paying this man literally a fraction of what I was getting ripped off for in America, paying these American companies. And this brother is doing a job that is far better. And to be honest, I need to save that money right now. And my money's not only going a lot further, I'm blessing people that really need some help while I really need some help and I need to be blessed. You see how God works? So sometimes it's not really suffering people. It's repositioning. But ask yourself, God, why are you repositioning me? Perhaps it's not really something that's meant to curse you because the very thing you thought that was a curse is really the source of a blessing. Now, one of the last things, and, and, I'm going to, and do not go off air tonight. I'm going to play something for you that I think is going to heal you and, and, put, and love on you a little bit. There are times for all of us, and, and I'm going to get right in the middle of this with you, that I just simply don't understand what God is doing. And if you do, you lying, you lying, you understand in hindsight what he's doing, but never in the present moment do you understand. If you tell that lie, you're probably going to get hit by lightning. So if you are telling that lie, don't mention it to nobody that way. When you just get illuminated and your hair starts smelling burnt, they'll know that lightning hits you, and we'll just call it, uh, uh, what do they call that, a natural disaster. But the truth of it is, I, I question God a lot. I'm like, Lord, why? What are you doing? I mean, what in the hell did I do to deserve this? And God said, I created you, and I love you. That's what you did. Okay, I know that just went over somebody's head. Let me make this real simple. God loves you. He loves you more than you know. All these things, these situations and these circumstances, if you're a teenager and you're listening to this show right now, everything you've been through is because your child that's not born yet is so special that God had to let you go through a lot so you could be the parent you needed to be to this child that won't even be born for five or ten more years. That child is that special and so are you because he's trusting you with that life. For some of you that are struggling in your marriage right now, God is teaching you nobody else would love you, not after you treated them like that, talked to them like that, betrayed them, betrayed their trust. But God loved you so much that he put you with the one person that can put up with your stuff. Another sign, a simple sign that God did this is because he wanted to inoculate you from things that if you didn't learn these lessons today and your future, you wouldn't have a future. So now you know not to be foolish, not to take things and folks for granted. And more than anything else, 
to treat people the way you want to be treated. You know, sometimes to fall from a high place to remember the folks that made you, the folks that you then got too big for that you were looking down on now, those are the people that accept you and all the more fake-ass friends you acquired along the way. Where are they right now? But see these people who you turn your nose up at, your family, them two real friends you got. Because, you know, I had one crazy person in my office. I got a bunch of friends, idiot. There's no such thing. You have a few friends, very few. And if you can count your friends on one hand. Now, you may have a lot of acquaintances that you have a friendly relationship with. But let me define a friend. See, a real friend will feed your child and let their child go hungry. A real friend will give you the money to pay your house note and risk getting evicted themselves. A real friend will give you a kidney when you need one. They will almost risk getting fired from work and losing a marriage just to be there when you need them. So don't call everybody your friend. Now, lastly, I want you to know something. Uh, I love you so much. Would you please, if you're listening via blog radio, hit the follow thing. It can, it'll can tell you log in using Twitter, Facebook, whatever. But do that, and you don't have to be looking for a reminder of when this show comes on. you just get one. Uh, but definitely hit the follow button. Make sure on Facebook you hit the like button and what have you. And take this next five minutes. I want you to sit with your eyes closed and listen to this song. Because I I love you madly, most sincerely I do. And I want you to know God loves you too. Listen to this. We won't be coming back after it goes off. But this is for all of you, and I'm dedicating this song to you, all of you lovely, beautiful millions of people that listen to my program every week. Thank you so very much. Talk to you on Wednesday. The show isn't over. So keep listening right now. Put that box of wine up. Put the joint out. We don't want you to burn up your house. And close your eyes and check this out, and I'll talk to you on Wednesday. Ooh.
praise until there's no difference. And we recognize you already Hallelujah, you're already here. Hallelujah, you're already You're here. 